Welcome to the Brilliant Mompreneurs Podcast. I'm Lonnie Jackson, your host and business coach, here to help you create flexible business strategies that can adjust with the chaos of mom life, but still propel you towards your big dreams and goals. If you are ready to double your income without doubling your to-do list and create flexible strategies that convert to income growth and leave the mom guilt behind, then you are in the right place. We are dedicated to bringing mom entrepreneurs practical business tactics and strategies, but also share the real and raw stories of what it's like to juggle business and babies. We know you have big goals for your business that will give you the freedom you dream of for your family. And we're here to support you in every stage of your business with community workshops, tutorials, and this podcast. Join us and let's be brilliant together. Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode. I have an awesome guest with us today. Taryn is here and she is, let's see, I met her through the Brilliant Mompreneur Society. That's how we, her and I came to be connected. She joined and started being active in the community and I was watching her and seeing how excited she was about her business and what she was doing. And when someone brings a lot of energy to my community, I definitely pay attention to them. And I'm like, hmm, what's happening here? And I leave the community open so that people can talk about themselves and I want them to. And when someone is excited about their business and bringing a lot of positive energy, I get excited for them. And so I reached out to Taryn and I was like, let's talk. You need to come on the podcast. We actually recorded an episode a couple of weeks ago and the whole thing got corrupted. And I'm just like, you know what? That just means this next one is going to be even better. So we're here again recording and you're going to get to hear some awesomeness from Taryn. Welcome. And why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from and how many kids you got and what you do. All right. Thank you. And thanks for having me back since <laughs> things didn't go the way we wanted them oh, to the first so time. So devastating. When I clicked on that link, I was like, no. So just remember, ladies, social media is not like everything. Technology is can be cranky. Okay. Hey, I am Taryn LaRue. I'm from Texas. I'm a full-time homeschooling mompreneur. I have two boys. They're nine and six. And we added a little girl into the mix just about a year ago. I like to say that I turned my Pinterest obsession into my profession. And that is why I have so much passion for Pinterest is because I just love it inside and out. I am, I've been in the online world for a long time and I've definitely tried a lot of different things before I landed in Pinterest marketing, but I'm so glad that I tried everything so that I knew what I wanted to do. I love that. I think it's fun to try things. You don't have to, and you don't have to stick with something you don't love. That's what's amazing about getting to be in this space. You can dabble and then you're like, oh, I like this. I'm going to I'm gonna do this. And then I'm going to try this. And then you find something you're obsessed with. Right. And I know a lot of people start in like the virtual assistants and they're just, let's try it out. And mm-hmm. then that's how you discover what works and who you like working with and all that jazz. Yeah. And that's not a bad way to do it for sure. <laughs> so now that you've landed on Pinterest, tell us why. You are obsessed with Pinterest. Like most of you moms out there, I use Pinterest personally a lot. Like I wasn't even on Facebook at the time that I discovered that being a Pinterest virtual assistant was a thing. I was just on Pinterest actually breastfeeding my second child and there's a lot of time to scroll. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and that's I started in website design and then I started using Pinterest to market my services when I discovered that people would pay me to also market for them on Pinterest. And I was sold. I dived head in 
And I learned everything I could about using Pinterest for business, not just for personal use. Mm -hmm. Really started to see that there was huge potential for growing your leads as well as just making sales on autopilot without having to really be social, <laughs> which was huge for an introvert like myself. <laughs> that is such a big thing. I think that we neglect Pinterest because it's confused. Like there's a little bit of an unknown there. So it's not as, it doesn't feel as straightforward as Instagram and Facebook. You have to put content every day and you have to be doing reels and all this stuff. There's definitely a little bit more there that you can follow a pattern. Tell us what Pinterest would be like, what would that look like if we were to seriously consider this as a marketing strategy and to start implementing it? So Pinterest is not like traditional social media and you don't have to be creating new content every single day to put out there. You can actually repurpose some of that content that you're already using to make it into something more evergreen or something that lives forever. And then you use this evergreen platform, Pinterest, and it will start showing your stuff to the people who are actually looking for it because because it's a search engine. Mm -hmm. People are going over to Pinterest and they're like, how do I get into better shape? How do I do this? Tell me how. And then you get to put your links there that lead back to your website, ideally like your blog or even a freebie that you have that answers that question. And it is reaching the people who need it the most. It is really powerful to be able to get aligned leads like that without having to go hunting for them. That's the beauty of Pinterest. This is what makes yes. me so excited about it. And just like with Google and all of that, it's based on search engine optimization, keywords that are highly searchable or that are very niche that connect with what your people are searching. So I know the question that comes up all the time is how do I make sure that my content is found? How do we even find those keywords, that's those things, those questions that people are asking? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it's really important to actually go to Pinterest and do that research. If you're already blogging, you probably already have some keywords that you're trying to rank for. And that's a really good starting point to go to Pinterest. Just type it into the main search bar on Pinterest, and it's going to give you additional suggestions to let you know that people are searching for it there. And that is like really the easiest, most straightforward way to do it. Just make sure that you like keep a list of it somewhere mm -hmm. so that you know what people are looking for. And even if it's not something that you currently have, you can be using those keywords to create content in the future. That's really brilliant. I love that you said, keep a list. I'm all about that. <laughs> so they search for a keyword. How do we make sure we're ranking for it? What can we do to make sure we're ranking for that keyword? So when you're using your keywords, you want to mix it up between like your really broad keywords. Like for example, if it were for Pinterest marketing, it, that's pretty broad. But if you go and you say Pinterest marketing for blogger, bloggers or Pinterest marketing for coaches, get a little more specific with it. And that's really going to help you reach exactly who needs it because you're being as detailed as possible. Another thing that really helps is using those keywords in your boards. So once you have your big list, you're actually going to create a few boards that are around those keywords that would be calling in your ideal client. And then you're going to save the most relevant pins to that board. Okay. And that helps Pinterest say, oh, that's what that pin is about because it's got that keyword in it multiple times. 
so smart. So using those keywords is really vital to be able to tell Pinterest algorithms, hey, this is exactly what that person is searching for. I love it because unlike social media algorithms, which is like a popularity contest, Pinterest is more of answer the question best contest. (laughs) Exactly. And it's crazy too, because the shelf life on Pinterest outlives any of the traditional social medias. And so it's not a popularity contest. So its algorithm works on your keywords and how people are engaging with it. It is mainly through the keywords that are found. Just like traditional social media, people do scroll and scroll until they find their answer on Pinterest. So it's easier to be found in those results over the over a long-term period because your content doesn't die. Which is amazing because who this is another strategy of work smarter, not harder, <laughs> because you literally can create it once and it live on forever and ever. This is really cool. Now, a couple questions come to mind is one, how do I stand out in that scroll? Maybe I'm not the only one ask, answering that keyword and I don't, there's more popping up in the feed. How does my pin stand up? How do I get more attention? Do you have any tricks or strategies for that? Great question. One of the ways you can do that is with like fresh content. And that doesn't necessarily mean like a fresh blog post or a new landing page. Your fresh content on Pinterest can be as simple as a brand new image. Mm-hmm. And they love that. You can also really stand out on Pinterest using video pins and even idea pins. Idea pins are a little bit different than your standard pins, though, because right now they don't link back to your website. They're just for visibility, but they don't die either. They're just being promoted more in the main feeds and people are scrolling through them like they do through stories. And it's a really great way to get in front of people that are still in your ideal client space. Super smart. So the difference between an idea pin and a video pin is that the video pin is actually pinned to the board. The idea pin is not pinned to a board, correct? The idea pins do get saved to a board, but the biggest difference is that they don't currently link anywhere. Mm. The video pins... They do allow you to link back to your website, but because they're video pins, they perform a little bit differently than your standard pins. Like if you're on your phone and you click through to view a pin and then you go to their website, pretty simple. But if you do that on a video pin, it's actually just going to pause the video and it takes a few extra steps to get to the website. So you just want to keep those things in mind that it's not like strictly video because then you're not going to be able to get the traffic that you would get from a standard pin. Gotcha. Gotcha. So many options and refreshing that content, just pinning new pins. How often should we refresh that content? That's another question that I know people listening are going to have. So do I do that every week? Do I do that every day? How many times am I pinning? Some of these questions are definitely going to come up. Yes. So the amount of times that you're pinning per day is like your strategy. You can definitely pin other people's stuff if you're a new profile, but Pinterest has come out and said that it's totally okay for you to pin 100% of your own links. I always have found that the best way to please the Pinterest gods is to have fresh content going out every day, at least five times a week, 
and then also including the idea pins into the mix a couple of times a week. One of the cool things that you can do with the idea pins too is repurpose some of the stuff that you're using like on TikTok or in your reels. If it's something that is relevant and doesn't need like a whole lot of explanation, you can just reuse that stuff. I love reusing things. I'm really, that's part of my strategy that I'm starting to implement for myself is, okay, if I'm going to make content, especially short form video, which is so popular right now, you can use Mm -hmm. it on Reels, you can use it on TikTok, you can push it to Facebook and Instagram and YouTube shorts. And now story pins or idea pins. I keep calling them story pins, (laughs) but idea pins. It's cool. They used to be that. Yeah, they used to be called story pins. When I was ending my blogging time, that's when story pins were really happening. And now they changed them to idea pins and I never got over the name. So I love how you can like really repurpose everything you do. So if you're really being strategic, you can implement one short form video into every platform and just do a big burst of content. It's beautiful. It really is. And that's again, part of that working smarter and not harder. Like it's, it is possible to show up on all the platforms if you're not trying to recreate the wheel every single time that you're posting somewhere. Yes. And you don't need to. You don't need to, especially if you're really thinking, like you said, it needs to be a really relevant topic and something that doesn't need a full on other explanation, making sure that it's very clear. Like that is important. But if you think about it ahead of time and you plan your content out, it can really be impactful. So tell me a little bit about at the beginning, you mentioned maybe people clicking over to shop from maybe my digital products. Tell me more about that strategy. So Pinterest has a couple different options for that. They actually have shoppable pins. So depending on what you search for, there is actually a section there that says shop and you can put your products if they're physical products, or even if you have digital products, you can put the actual product there with the price and everything. So people don't have any questions And then they're that more likely to purchase because it has the price already listed there and they're clearly already shopping. That is so Um, cool. I also love Pinterest has this crazy thing and they say that people are actually, they go there to shop, but even if they're not there to shop, they have the power to influence you to buy there which is totally different than any other platform, right? Because you're like, I don't want to be sold to on Facebook. (laughs) I just want to socialize. But on Pinterest, you're like, yeah, sure, maybe. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating that they're telling you even, hey, we know we can push people towards products and towards actually making a sale. That is really cool. And I love the features that they have with making it, hey, there's the price, it's straight up, know it, come click it, go for it. And you could choose not to include the price and to shop directly from the link, correct? So if you don't have a shoppable pin, then they can still come back to your landing page. If it's, if you have a course, for example, people are looking for a solution. And so they're like, yeah, sign me up for it. If you've got all of the questions answered on that page and it really calls to your ideal client, they are way more likely to sign up for it there without even ever, ever having talked to you or consumed any of your other content before just because it looks legit. <laughs> I love it. That is a really great way to get advertisements out and you're not pushing people on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, front, trying to find new clients. It literally is finding new clients for you. Right. And it's like totally organic. So you could be doing the same thing with ads, essentially, 
but you're reaching lots of people who don't care. Mm -hmm. Whereas on Pinterest, you're reaching people who are ready for the answers. Pinterest ads. I know that's something that is shown to me all the time. When I log into my Pinterest business account, I get shown the opportunity to make an ad. What are your thoughts about Pinterest ads right now? Oh, I love Pinterest ads. Their promoted pins actually have a lot lower cost per click than traditional social media, which is a (laughs) no-brainer. And then you also get to target people by keywords. So as they're searching for things, you get to show up higher in the ranking because you're paying, right? Mm. Um, But you actually are paying for the clicks. You're actually not paying for just being seen or paying for when somebody saves it. Oh, and that's brilliant. That I didn't know. When somebody saves it. Yeah. So when somebody saves it, it shows up on their board and then it's going to possibly show up in other people's feeds as well. And they're going to save it again, even after you've stopped paying for the ad and you can have a promoted pin live on forever without having to pay for it. That's amazing. So do you work with people? So I know you have the Pinterest business. Tell us, do you work with people to help them do those ads? Tell us what you, how you support business owners with your business. I actually don't focus on the promoted pin size of things at this time because the organic power is so huge. I mostly work with coaches and service providers who are looking to create passive income streams so that they're just breaking in the dough. And getting more aligned leads without having to spend time in the DMs and traditional social media, burning themselves out, trying to find the people who are ready to invest and letting Pinterest do the work for them. I love that. So can you explain a little bit more about what that looks like? Is that you doing the work for us or is that you telling us exactly what to do and making it simple? Tell me a little bit more about what that looks like when you're working with somebody. Because I know that's the next question. People are like, okay, that sounds awesome. But am I doing the work or you? I run a little agency that actually does it all for you. We take Pinterest off of your plate. We do all the keyword research. We manage the actual scheduling and design all the pins to make sure that they're they're popping and they're perfect for your niche as well. We do all of the analytics review and give you suggestions on how we can improve and call in more people through our methods. I also do some coaching. So I have some courses and other evergreen options that you're able to just jump in if you're into the DIY side of things and you want to learn how it works and see that potential in it before working with a Pinterest specialist. I love that. That's amazing. I really think it's so important for us to have a customer journey. And I love how you're like, hey, I can do it for you. But also if you're just new and you want to start out, I can coach you. Also, you can do these courses and DIYs. That is such a powerful thing to have your business set up that way. So just if you're listening and you have a service-based business like Taryn does, you can have a fully flushed out offer for any level. And that's a powerful thing so that no matter where anyone is is at in their business, they're able to get served by you. As the moment they find you, you can say, I have something for you. Exactly. And that's another really important thing to consider when you get onto Pinterest so that you have something for everybody. Because if somebody is like, oh, that sounds great, but I'm not ready for it. Having the other option available on your website 
makes it easy for them to find it again without ever having to chat with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just finding it and getting those answers. And really, isn't that what your website is supposed to do for you? Exactly. I it is it's it is supposed to do that, <laughs> and we need to make it take advantage of it because if we there's a thing that happens when we build this website. We're like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. But if no one ever finds it or goes to it, it's really not working for us. So Pinterest is a powerful tool to drive that traffic. Yes. I think Pinterest often is thought of just for recipes, things like that. That's how I originally I know, started it- using it for. <laughs> And it's still huge for that. Bloggers are getting tons of traffic there. And definitely I go there to find recipes and plan for holidays. And because I'm a homeschooler, I find lots of fun homeschooling projects on there. But there is just so much potential there. It is like one of the most underutilized platforms by entrepreneurs that there is huge room for growth and to really stand out there as well. Because people are going there to search for it. If you're not sure if your niche would work on there, then really all you have to do is go to the Pinterest app and do a quick search for your specified keywords or for what you help with. And if you see a couple of pins, people are using it and they're searching for it. Yes, they are. And we neglect it. It's one of those things. It feels, okay, that's another thing I'm going to have to manage and it's going to be more work. Trust me, I talk to moms all the time. So we're all mom entrepreneurs here. I see you guys thinking right now in, in minutes and hours and more on your to-do list. So what would be the simplest strategy? So someone's new to Pinterest and they're not right quite ready to hire you. What would be a couple quick tips to say, this is the simplest way to start and then give us the thing that you would that you have on your website that they can take advantage of. Yeah. So if you're just getting started on Pinterest, the first thing you want to make sure that you have is a website. So if you don't have a website yet, that is the first thing you have to think about because that's what people are used to seeing on Pinterest. They find somebody, they go to their link and usually they're ending up on a blog post or sometimes on your landing page. So If you already have your website all set up and you've been, maybe you have one or two blogs, then you can absolutely jump into that keyword research that we talked about and then set up some boards based around those keywords. And then you can, I always choose to use Tailwind to schedule ahead. Okay. And that way you're not spending hours on Pinterest and getting sucked in. Yeah. Um. Tailwind's not a free scheduler. You know what? I take that back. They do have a free option now, but it's very limited. It's 20 pins a month or something like that. But it has really crazy capabilities with their communities. And so you're able to share your pins there with people who are very active on the platform. And they're also like in your niche. So they're sharing with other people who would be interested. That's really nice. If you're... Still not ready for Tailwind and you still want to just play around in Pinterest and use it without investing yet, you can use their native scheduler and you can actually schedule pins ahead right on Pinterest when you go to create a pin. So that's nifty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very nifty. (laughs) Um, and And then once you have your board set up and you've started scheduling your pins, you really just want to monitor them like every month or so because it is a long-term game. It is not going to be instant, fabulous results. It takes about 60 to 90 days on the platform to really start to see your numbers increasing. Okay. And you want to analyze those to make sure that 
you're making pins that people are engaging with and making more content using the right keywords that are getting the traction. Oh, that's really smart. I love that you, one, are pointing it out. This is not an overnight viral sensation. <laughs> this is long-term game. And to really come back and look at the analytics and say, has my strategy been working? I think we often forget that we should go for data over drama is what I say to my clients is, have we looked at the data to see if that's true? Because that's going to really give us the true answer. That's great. We get all dramatic. We're like, it's not working. But is it? Maybe we just need to tweak some things and we can use the data to show us exactly what we need to do to make that happen. Exactly. And because it's a long-term game, when you pin your first pin, it may not take off within that first month, maybe not even the second month. But you'll start to see your results compounding. And once it does take off, it just keeps circulating. Once somebody else saves it, somebody else saves it from them. And it's really cool to see that kind of organic growth without having to, again, create brand new content. Oh, yeah. I'm going to share a little bit about Pinterest results for me from my blog. When I was mom blogger, I did recipes as one of my things. And I did foster care as another pillar of content that I did. I have a post on how to become a foster parent and also a post on how to make, it was Philly, a Philly cheesesteak melt. I think that's what I called it. And uh, those two posts on Pinterest, those two pins on Pinterest drive thousands of clicks to my blog still. And I haven't done anything new on that. Those posts are from 2000 and maybe 13. Isn't that like the craziest thing? Uh-huh. Yes. So here we are all these years later, almost 10 years later. Wow. That's crazy to think about that. Just had a moment. <laughs> that's 10 years ago. Those pins are still driving traffic to my website and I'm not even active over there. So that's the power of what Pinterest can do. And I know those are different examples, but just the how to become a foster parent. It's such a simple question that you can answer and create a pin for and that gets traffic over and over again. It's a mind-blowing thing. It really is. And again, because you're not even like promoting mm -hmm. it, it's it's really powerful. So I don't know if you're running ads on there, you're creating passive income just by having people click through to your website. Yes. I still have ads on my blog and it brings, it completely pays for itself. It's not bringing anything new in right now, but it's just, it's self-sustaining so that if I ever decide to pick it back up, I have some kind of fun plans for it in the future. But right now, like it's, it's just sitting there and it's, it pays completely for itself because of that tra organic traffic from Pinterest and Google and using those keywords. It's so important to, to not neglect this area of potential for your business. I also want to point out something since you brought up Google mm -hmm. is really nifty to be on Pinterest because if somebody is going to Google to do a similar search, nine times out of 10 on that first page of Google results, there are Pinterest results. Yes. Google index Pinterest is indexing Pinterest. And that is an amazing advantage. So not only can people find you on Pinterest, they can find you on Google. Also, just an FYI side, Google's indexing TikTok if you haven't heard that yet. So your TikTok videos, make sure you're using good keywords in your caption because they will be brought up by just like pins on Pinterest, your TikTok videos will be doing that. So SEO is everywhere. 
you're wanting to maximize your impact, make sure you're thinking about what are people searching, not just some fun, cutesy video that will go viral for a minute using a trending sound. Think about how this can impact long-term. It's really important for your content strategy. So when we first got started, before we pressed record, you were telling me about the Pinterest factor. So everyone listening needs to hear about this Pinterest factor. Tell us what it's all about. Okay. So the Pinterest factor is for beginners who are curious about what Pinterest can really do for them, how they can use it to maximize their growth. And it even goes into how to set up your own Pinterest account and a little bit about how to create a pinning strategy all in under an hour. So you could actually get into Pinterest in one day. I know all my busy mompreneurs yes. want a quick, easy answer. And this is the one of the quickest ways for you to really get started on Pinterest in your own DIY strategy. It is, a, like I said, a one-hour workshop, and it's only $111. I will make sure you have the link. Yes, for sure. I love that you just are like, hey, we can do this in under an hour. Like That, to me, is worth every penny. Stop going and trying to Google it and download every freebie and don't even really use them. Ladies, like this is what, when I hear somebody say, I just don't have enough time to really figure out how to do this and figure out my strategy. Yes, you do. You need to go to the experts who have created resources like Taryn just did with you, the Pinterest factor and get them because she has already done all the research and her knowledge is going to give you that exact steps to push you forward and you're going to save time and you're going to see that impact come quicker because you did that with using her resources. This is why I'm like super stop Googling all the things to the point of where you're wasting your time. Yeah. Or looking on Pinterest. Or looking on Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Or look on Pinterest, find Taryn's The Pinterest Factor and download it workshop, do the workshop and get it done and put it into action. And how much time per week? Let's just be really like practical here. If you could say someone who's either just starting out or really starting to bring this into their strategy, how much time would you say needed to be designated towards pinning on Pinterest and using managing their Pinterest strategy. Could you give us an estimated time of what that would look like? Because I know that's the thing that people are like, I'm already tapped out on creating content and doing all the things and doing the services. How much more time is this going to take me? So it really depends on like how many pens you're planning on putting out on a daily basis. If you're doing like bare minimum, if you're just putting out one new pen every single day, it really doesn't take too long. It depends on your design skills, but that's one of the longest parts is designing the pens. You could be creating five new pens every week. You can schedule them ahead in half an hour because you're already going to have your list of keywords that you should be using, which makes it way easier to fill in your title for the pen and the description for the pen. And then you just do it once a week. You could even schedule it ahead for the whole month if you wanted to, but it's really only going to take you about an hour or two every week. Yeah, that's amazing. For the impact and results that it could potentially bring to your business long term, an hour to two hours every week is worth the time investment. And don't forget that Canva, which I know almost everybody uses now, Canva has a ton of great templates that you know you can go in, customize. To, you don't even have to do much customization. Just 
change the colors, change the font if you want to brand it towards your image. But really, truly, the biggest importance over branding is getting the pin pinned with the keywords. That is more important. And the keyword should be on your pin too to make yes. sure that Pinterest knows what's at the what it's about. Yeah. Pinterest algorithm is so sophisticated. It can read the words on your graphic. So put the words yeah. on the graphic and it's amazing. You have me convinced to get back into Pinterest again for myself. I've definitely been like letting that be on the side burner for sure. And I hope that some of you guys listening will take advantage of all of this episode and just be encouraged to say, Hey, you can start, go check out the Pinterest factor that Taryn has put together for you so you can get started. And if you're like, I just don't even want to do it, hire Taryn and her team and she'll get it done for you. Hey, (laughs) and it's okay to do that, to build that into your strategy to say, this is the next step. I already have this course built out. I have it all set to go. I just need traffic. Then this is a great investment into your business to see the return of investment that you truly want. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Taryn, for coming on and for sharing your wisdom. And where do you like to hang out? I know you're in our Facebook group, so everybody should come and join the Brilliant Lopreneurs Society and hang out with you there. But your own personal pages, where do you like to hang out? Yeah, your Facebook group is like my favorite. Oh, so. <laughs> too. I actually just created a brand new Facebook group called the Passive Income Project, nice. where I share tips on how to use my favorite platform to bring in passive income streams so that you're not burning out on traditional social media. I actually just started over on TikTok too. So you can follow Swish Social there. And of course, just Taryn LaRoe on Facebook. Nice. I didn't know you were on TikTok. I just started on TikTok too. So I'll have to go follow you over there. Awesome. Join her Facebook group and take all of her inspiration and her wisdom. I know we, everyone listening here is at a different point in their business, but I really, truly, no matter what point you are at, you could start on Pinterest and you can start seeing the results and impact of using searchable content to drive you traffic leads and sales. And yep, and really just ignite that slow burn mm-hmm. for long-term growth. Oh, beautiful. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you again for coming on, Taryn. And you guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on another episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Brilliant Entrepreneurs Podcast. You can get all of today's show notes at lonniejackson.com forward slash podcast. If you love today's episode, take a screenshot of your screen right now and share it on your Instagram or Facebook so your friends can come and listen to And don't forget to tag me at Brilliant Entrepreneurs so I can share the love right back to you. See you next week for another episode of the Brilliant Entrepreneurs Podcast.